Hi there and welcome lifestyle entrepreneur to the show. Today, I want to ask you the question, do you ever feel like you have a million and one business ideas? Perhaps there's potential niches, several potential niches that you could go into. Maybe you have gone down the route of one business idea, but you are not convinced it's the right one for you. You're not convinced that you're passionate enough about it, or you're not convinced that there's a big enough market in it to be able to make a success of it. You're still trying to get traction with all your ideas because you're not sure if you're going in the right direction or you're choosing the right one, or you're still sat on the fence about which way to turn. Your content's a little bit random, you know the kind of thing, and you're not sure that anybody else gets what you're trying to do either. That's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about choosing a niche, choosing your best business idea to move you forward now. Okay, so let's be clear here. Every one of us as an entrepreneur goes through a phase of having a million and one ideas. New ones can pop in the head at the shower, when you're talking to friends, when you're listening about their ideas, and you're thinking, hey, this is a pretty good one, I should do this. And it just gets added to your list. But the reality is we don't like to niche because we've got this FOMO. We're scared. We've got the fear of missing out if the other option was actually more profitable. I remember at one point my book was full of different ideas I could pursue and I'd set myself a deadline to make sure I chose one quickly so that I could move forward. But the problem is I still kept going back to that book and looking at other ideas. It made my content random. It made my vision and clarity cloudy. And when you haven't got clarity, then nobody else has a clue what you're doing either. So how do you introduce yourself? How do you put something out on social media that says, this is what I specialize in? So what is a niche, the ideal niche for your business idea? Ultimately, a niche is just a topic. It's a topic that you know and love and that there's a potential market in it. Now, if you're still feeling the resistance to niching because you're thinking of all of those big brands that have got big audiences and do a range of different topics. If you're thinking of Tim Ferriss, his podcast episodes are quite broad in terms of lifestyle. Then you're thinking about people who have expanded from their original niche and they're now talking to more and more people. Therefore, they can engage in more and more topics. So expanding in the future is perfectly fine. But right now, you're going to start off talking to just a handful of people. All you need is 1,000 raving fans and you've got yourself a business. But as all marketeers will tell you, if you speak to everyone, you speak to nobody. You have really got to understand the one person you're serving, that ideal client, the person that maybe once you were and how you can help and serve them with your special skills. So I want to share with you a few examples of niching and super niching. And I also want to share with you how you can choose the right niche for your business and then start to make progress now. Now, you're probably thinking everything is saturated now, Sue. There is so much stuff you can buy online for absolutely everything. And when it comes to the big niches, the big segments of the market, the tourism, the fashion, the 
um, coaching. Yes, absolutely. And this is where you need to micro niche or super niche, as I call it. Now, when I first started my coaching business, I was actually a leadership coach. And I realized that leadership coach is quite a generic term. There were so many leadership coaches out there. But my niche, my niche was leadership coaching for women in the women in tech and data sector. So that was my super niche. There weren't many of us doing it. We had a very specific client and we could understand them because I had a background in tech and data. So I understood the challenges they were going through. So I want you to start to think about how you can super niche in your area. Here's another example. So health and wellness is really well covered, but a micro niche or a super niche of this would be say vegan detox diets or raw food restaurants. They are very niche in the health and wellness sector. So you will really stand out as an expert in your particular area. Another broad niche is travel. There are so many different areas. You could do cruises, you could do beaches, you could do mountain ranges, whatever it is. So I know people who specialize in mountain walk destinations as part of their travel niche. And I know people who would specialize in travel following the great cycle tours. All of these are really great examples of super niching. And you don't need to be scared of doing this. If anything, you need to know that this is how you get successful with your corner of the market. This is how you stake your land and you become the credible expert there. Okay, so how do you choose your niche? You've got so many ideas, you're passionate about so many different things, but you're not sure where the potential is or which one you should go with. Here's a two-step process to help you find a niche where there is a market, but also where you have ample passion and skill and knowledge of so you can move forward with it. And here you've probably got a bit of imposter syndrome setting in. You know, I might have done leadership coaching for a long time. I might have been in leadership and tech and data. I might know how business systems work and have set them up, but there's still a twang every now and then that says, you're an imposter. You don't know enough. I want you to stop yourself here and remind yourself, you know more than the average person on your topics of interest. I guarantee that. You will be able to share something that not everybody knows. And you will have traveled a path, gone through experience that not everybody has. So you absolutely are unique. You can offer something to your niche and don't ever feel that you are inferior. And if ever you do, here's a really good tip. Just get out there and learn. Get out there and find out more about your niche. Get out there and read everything. Consume every content because I guarantee all your listeners are not doing that. You need to do that and then curate it. Make it your own. Deliver it. Repurpose it. Make it yours. Make it so that you've applied in your life. Therefore, you can explain to others how to use all this knowledge. And that's the thing. Most people are all about implementation. You know, there's so much information out there online. It's less about the information and knowledge and more about how do I implement this thing? And that's what you can help with. Okay, so how do we start to drill down to one niche? So first of all, you're going to brainstorm out all your niche ideas, all the things you're passionate about, and you're going to scribble them out either on A3 or A4 sheets or in your journal or however you like to do it. You're going to brainstorm. So in the middle is your niche. And then outside, you would put all the things you know, love, and you could content write about today. So this is like dumping all of your skills and your passions on a page. Now, I had 
bilingualism as a parent down as one of mine in the early days. I had eco-friendly products for babies because I was so angry about the number of nappies going in the bin and in landfill and also about all the chemicals that were in baby products. I had lots of things about leadership coaching, loads of things about entrepreneurship and lots about personal development. So I literally had multiple boards where I brainstormed all the things that I was passionate about. So when you've got all these things that you know and love, you want to really dump down all of the things that you've got skills and experience and strengths in and knowledge or all of the things that you are engaging in. So it might be that you binge on a particular type of podcast or TV program and that is an insight into what you enjoy doing, your passions. Like cycling earlier on, I talked about traveling and following the great cycle tours like the Tour de France and the Vuelta. My husband is so passionate about that that I know he could easily create something where he could help everybody to follow those cycle tours. So once you have your big brainstorms, you'll know that you're veering towards one or two or three that are maybe you are more confident in. You feel that you know more. For me, the eco baby products was just a big minefield. I knew nothing about eco-friendly nappies. So as great as I could see the opportunity, I could also see the drawbacks. And one of the other things that I was constantly aware of when I was looking at these ideas was what was the goal in mind? Did I really want a warehouse full of baby products that I had to distribute? Could I work on a drop shipping model or something else? Did I know anything about production? Did I know anything about how to find suppliers? At that stage, I had to weigh up which was going to give me the best lifestyle business as well as the most purpose, passion, fulfillment. You know, it's got to, it's got to meet your goals. Freedom, time, money, they have to meet your goals. So that's your brainstorm of all of your niche ideas. Remember, we're super niching. So I want to see things like vegan detox. I want to see raw food restaurants. I want to see really specific niches here. And then number two is where you go and find out if there's a market for your niche. Are there passionate people who want to buy stuff in this area? And this, this just involves exploring Google and exploring product shelves. And I used to even walk past all the magazines in the superstore. So I'd be in Tesco or I'd be in Waitrose or somewhere. And I would literally scour the magazine shelves looking for what's the latest craze. There'd be a magazine on mindfulness. There'd be a new magazine on um, home decor and modern design. And I would look at these and I would think, okay, these are sort of in my niche. These are kind of in the areas that I've got brainstormed. And it looks like it's starting to boom. People are buying these magazines. Obviously, you want to check out that they keep reappearing every week or month and they're not one-stop wonders. But that's another really great way of seeing, is there a market? Another one is to scour the bookshelves. Look at the best sellers. Look in Waterstones and see what the top 50 sellers are at the moment. And when you see them, you'll notice the themes. There'll be themes in particular types of cooking books, particular chefs. So if you're in the health and wellness or you're in the the tourism industry, you'll be able to see those sorts of books appear on the shelves, particularly over Christmas. We get loads of those, don't we? So if these are in your area, then check out what appears to be doing well or in demand at the moment. But then you can also hit Google. Literally just type in your keyword. So let's say it's raw food restaurants um, and add the words forum at the end. And then do another search and add the word Facebook at the end. Instagram, blog, podcast. 
You're basically saying, are there any raw food blogs? Are there any raw food podcasts? Are there any raw food Facebook pages? And then you travel to those pages. You don't just say, oh, there's a few blogs. You check them out. You see, is there much engagement? Are there many comments on there? What kind of questions do people ask in the Facebook groups? Are they engaging in those Facebook groups? Which can kind of be a bit tricky because you can end up on a rabbit warren where people are posting things. People aren't necessarily engaging, but you get the sense that there's a, there's a lot more to it. Instagram, blogs, podcast forums, all of those sorts of great places. Are they posting? Are they engaging? Are there any books on your topic? Head over to Amazon. Do a quick book search for raw foods. Are there raw food recipes? Are there raw food restaurants, raw food restaurant guides? What is going on there? Are they being purchased? Is there a market? You can also look out here for consistent problems. You get some ideas for content here. So like, how do I make this? How is it safe to eat kale raw or something like that? Whatever it is, these are the types of things that your ideal client is asking about this niche. And you can create content that answers exactly those questions and allows them to buy from you or build trust with you. You carry out this research and I want you to imagine you've got your brainstorms And you've got this research that says whether or not people are buying, people are passionate, there's a market in your idea. And imagine you've got a Venn diagram with three circles that overlap. One of those circles is your skills, your strength, your knowledge. The other circle on the other side is your passion for the subject. So sometimes you've been in a corporate job like I was and you know a hell of a lot about data, data storage, data transform, but not necessarily are you passionate about it. It's kind of the thing you fell into as a career. But other times it can be something that you're really passionate about. You know, for me, systems, business systems, automation, all that kind of stuff. Actually, I believe it really helps entrepreneurs and I can see massive value on some of these products that are available and how you can stick it all together. So if you're passionate about it and you've got knowledge and skills, interests, strengths against it, then you overlay those two circles and those two things will match. If it's something you hate, then absolutely there's no passion there. Don't go with it. And then the bottom circle in the Venn diagram that overlaps is this market research you're doing now. Is there a market demand for what you do, for that area, for that niche? When you overlay all three of those and you get positive ticks and positive responses from your your research, your qualitative research in all of these areas, that is the niche you need to go with first. And here's the thing, you might still have an attachment to something over there. I still very much cross over massively with personal development and neuroscience and behavioral studies because I believe that as an entrepreneur, you do so much growth work and also to become an empowered person with personal power. You do so much growth work that really without doing that, there's no way you can have a successful business. So I overlap massively with that niche. But my primary niche is lifestyle entrepreneurs, people who want to build more freedom, more time and more money by leveraging the other tools, the technology tools, by leveraging online business models, by by doing all of these sorts of things and getting away from the desk and outsourcing. So those two niches really work well for me, but I have to stick with one super niche to be able to serve one person really well and be clear and congruent with what it is I'm serving and what I'll help you do. You need to do the same. 
Pick your one niche, even though you might be tempted to go with something else. Remember, you can expand, you can reinvent yourself, rebrand yourself, try something else later when you have given this 150% of your time and effort. That's when it will pay off. And if you're still not convinced about choosing one niche and sticking with it, I want you to imagine if you do two things and you put 50% of your effort in one area and 50% in the other, how much effort are you really putting in? If your time is divided in half, you're doing five hours a day on one thing, five hours the next day on something else. How much progress are you really going to make in your niche? And hopefully that will help you to figure out that you just need one. You just need one and you can build a successful lifestyle business. Hopefully you are going to grab your brainstorming pen now. You are thinking already, what is my niche? You're thinking about how to research these things. You're getting your keywords searched into Google right now if you're sat in front of your laptop and and searching for those forums, those blogs, figuring out, is there a market for this? What do I really want to do? And ultimately, the one that jumps out at you the most and grabs you and said, this is what I want to binge on. This is what I want to serve on. That is your ideal super niche. I just want to say a huge appreciation for each and every one of my listeners. I hope that you will choose to subscribe and you will join me on this journey to create the ultimate lifestyle business for you. Take care, folks, and I will speak to you again very soon for another episode of the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show. I want you to know that I appreciate you for taking the time to listen to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show with me, Sue Parker. You're probably here because you want to improve the quality of your life. Maybe you are a business owner or aspiring entrepreneur trying to get better work-life balance, create passive income, leave a nine to five, use online business automation, or here to train your mindset for success. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes, but don't forget to hit subscribe. I would be so grateful for a five-star review and feedback that allows me to do better at serving you. You don't need to do this alone. You can join us as an unleashed lifestyle entrepreneur and start to build your dream life today.